Thanks to its R&D efforts, BKT is committed to helping customers succeed by offering high-quality, top-performance, and reliable tires that can handle any job in more than 160 countries worldwide. Welcome to this edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Consolidation is happening at all levels of the tire industry, and that includes wholesale distributors. Today's guest, Gabriel Granitstein, the CEO of Canada Tire, a large wholesaler with operations in Ontario, Quebec, and the Maritimes, discusses why there's still a place for independently owned and operated tire wholesalers. This is a can't-miss interview, so let's get to it. We have with us today Gabriel Granitstein, the CEO of Canada Tire, one of the uh, quickest growing wholesale tire distributors, independently owned wholesale tire distributors in Canada. And it's great to have you on our program today, Gabriel. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Oh, thanks so much. It's really a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we we did a big story on Canada Tire several months ago in Modern Tire Dealer magazine about uh, uh, your company's remarkable growth and its future plans. But before we get started, can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about Canada Tire and and absolutely. what you do there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Canada Tire um, has been family owned uh, and operated for over ninety five years now. We just celebrated our ninety fifth year anniversary a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm fortunate to be the fourth uh, generation family member who's who's running it. Um, so right now we're um, seven distribution centers across central and eastern Canada. Uh, we serve over 4,000 customers um, and we focus on, you know, the same types of segments of customers that, that many others focus on, independent garages, car dealers, online vendors, uh, and a lot of fleets. Um, and I and I appreciate you saying that we're the quickest growing um, distributor in Canada. I don't know if that's true, uh, but I do feel that we're the best. So um, I'm, I'm fortunate to have enough a really good team that's that's gotten us there. Well, and and you're independently owned and have been independently owned since your great grandfather, I believe, started the company uh, 95 years ago. And um, you know that's that's significant because we've seen a, a tremendous amount of consolidation in the retail tire space in recent years. Uh, and then moving into the commercial truck tire space. And now we're seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions and consolidation in the wholesale tire distribution channel, uh, particularly in Canada with some of the big stories of the past year or so. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as an independent, do you think there's still a, a place for family-owned, independently operated tire wholesale distributors, not, not only in your home market, but just just in general? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say the consolidation that we've had in Canada is is no different from uh, from what you've seen in the U.S. You know, I'm I'm I guess relatively new to the to the tire business. I've been at Canada Tire for seven years. I had a different uh, career before that, but in the seven years that I've been here, uh, the number of distributors has reduced significantly, and there are far fewer independents uh, than there were. Uh, just seven years ago. But there really there really is a place uh, for the independents. It's just about finding what what your place is and and making sure that you have a, a competitive edge and a niche um, and making sure that you're serving your your customers well. I, I really do feel that most customers want to deal with real people. They want to deal with a company um, that they know, uh, people that they trust and who are going to look after them. But they also need you to do something for them that is different um, and in some ways better uh, than than the competition. Um, and it's, you know, the struggle is defining what that is and making sure that when people look 
to you. They know what they're looking for and they know what you can and you can't provide. What, what, how, how is candidates hire uh, differentiated itself along those lines? I know we talked about some things in uh, the article from earlier this year. We, we talked about how uh, you focus on uh, what, what we may call second or third tier products as opposed to uh, major, major brand, flag brand, premium priced products. That's, that's, been a successful part of your mix, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it comes down to trying to do things that the others don't. And so, you know, the the large um, distributors in Canada and in the U.S. are really, really good at uh, at at you know what people call tier one tires, uh, whether it's Michelin or uh, Continental. Um, they're great. And then there's others who are of similar size who are also tried to do that, mm-hmm. um, and they carry all the major brands and some of the other brands, and they compete based on. Uh, price and service, but they're all selling the same thing. And what I've found is that when everybody's selling the same thing, our customers, the let's say the independent garages, they're looking for something that's going to differentiate them from their competition. If everybody's selling a Michelin, then ultimately it'll come down to price. And so our focus is on providing our customers with brands that are great quality, underrepresented in the market, and provide excellent value and profitability for them. And so, you know, to give an example, we're a very large Cooper uh, tire distributor and have been um, since the year I was born, 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cooper is an excellent example of the kind of brand uh, that's an excellent product that provides excellent value and that, at least in our markets, is underrepresented. So we have a depth of inventory in Cooper. We have support for the brand. We help with marketing for the brand that nobody else in our region is able to do. Um, and that provides us a competitive advantage. Uh, and the same thing with uh, Nexon um, and our own uh, our own sort of private label um, third tier brands. We provide really good support, and we stand by uh, we stand by the product. And I think the other part of it is not just the brands you carry, but it's the service that you provide. You know, we're uh, big enough that we have weight in the market, but small enough that we can keep really close contact um, with our with our customers. And we reach out to them in any number of ways, whether it's emails or surveys or phone calls. We keep a very human touch. Um, and then when there's a problem for a customer, as there often is, or they need a solution for a specific issue, we can help them. Um, and they feel like they're talking to people and they're not a number. And that's easier said than done, but it really does uh, make a difference. Another thing that we talked about in that article that I referred to from earlier this year is the fact that Canada Tire constantly pursues investment and reinvestment in its operations. And I remember you uh, mentioned the anecdote that when you arrived at the company, uh, you know, Canada Tire had a very big customer list, but not long after your arrival, you discovered that only some of those accounts were being contacted by Canada Tire sales reps. Uh, regularly, you know, you had a lot of customers on paper, but only a small percentage were buying from Canada Tire on a regular basis. So, um, you you instituted a a customer relationship management tool, a CRM tool, right away, which, uh, according to you at the time, was a new concept for the business. Can can you talk a little bit about that and some of the other investments that you've made in order to uh, grow or create a platform yeah. for growth? Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, technology and investing in technology, both in in our business and in in many others. And I think what has been our key to success is that the technology isn't the end 
point. It's not the thing that's going to make the sales. It's the thing that's going to help you connect better with your customers. And so we try to look at technology as a tool that will eliminate the barriers between us um, and our customers. And, and that will allow us to, to, to communicate more effectively. So to take the example you gave of our, of our CRM, all that did was just show us visibility on who we were talking to and who we weren't and gave us the tools to make sure that we were talking to more people. Uh, the technology didn't sell the tires. It just put us in front of people um, in a regular way, in a number of ways, whether it was an email, whether it was a visit from a, a sales rep, uh, whether it was um, a text message from me. Uh, it just helps automate the contact that you need. You still have to have that contact, but it's incredibly difficult to know who to contact and when, when you don't know uh, who your customers are or what they bought recently or you know the last time they were visited. And so all of these tools are really just about helping us connect with people. And you mentioned that you are currently investing in a uh, new computer system that to replace, I guess, an existing one that that kind of governs your entire operations, right? That sounds like a big investment. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, but I would tell you, it's really just about removing um, pain points from running the system. So I'm I'm really really fortunate. I have an incredible team. We have you know between you know the the our distribution business and our retail about a hundred employees who are incredibly hardworking and dedicated. But the problem I see is that our systems require a lot of manual work. Mm -hmm. um, and so that manual work takes away, again, from the contact that our people can have with our customers, with our suppliers, and with the business. If somebody spends all day manually entering in invoices into a system or posting credit card transactions from sales, that's, to me, it's just a waste of time. I know that that can be automated. I know that a computer can do that better. And I would rather have um, our team focus on doing things where they can use their brains, mm -hmm. where they can talk to people and where they can really make a difference. And again, that's really what it's about. It's just, it, we've the technology has come a long way that you can remove just a lot of unnecessary work that that is better done by, by machines. Thanks to its R&D efforts, BKT is committed to helping customers succeed by offering high-quality, top-performance, and reliable tires that can handle any job in more than 160 countries worldwide. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago your uh, proprietary house tire brands. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about those and, and, why, and why you carry them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have our own uh, uh, house brands uh, that are, are sold in other markets by other distributors, but we have the rights to them for Canada. Um, they include, you know, brands like Minerva and Ovation um, and Maxtrack. And we have them because, again, our customers are always looking for a solution. And that solution often is being competitive in a market with a budget tire, but a budget tire that, that they can stand behind. So anybody can sell the cheapest tire. Uh, we don't sell the cheapest tire, but we sell a good tire that's low priced that we put a warranty on, that we put road hazard on, that we stand behind, that we do marketing for, that our customers can say the only person that they can buy it from is us. They can price it the way that makes sense for their market. And they know that a 95-year-old company is going to stand behind it. And, and that's really um, that's really the value proposition is it's just a good tire that's not expensive. And tires don't have to be expensive. 
And in today's um, market, people are trending towards having more value priced tires. You, uh, most people don't need a set of really expensive Michelins. Michelins are great tires. I have nothing against them. But um, a mom uh, or a dad in a minivan who's driving their kids to and from school would do really well with a set of Coopers or a set of Ovations and pay 30, 40, 60% less than they would for a Michelin. And if they don't need that Michelin, I'm sure they'd rather have that money to buy groceries, activities for their kids, or whatever it is that they want to do. Well, I, I think the gravitation by the consumer to uh, lower priced products has been one of the biggest stories in our industry of you know, mm -hmm. the past three years or so uh, since the pandemic began, really. Uh, it's just uh, we've seen a kind of a renaissance in lower price point products uh, for the reasons that you uh, yeah, just and the, and the product, the quality is there. I mean, it, it's it's not 30 years ago. Uh, it's today. And yeah. you look at a map of where people are producing tires um, you know, Michelin produces tires in China. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the Chinese tire. And in, in the case of Canada, most of our um, entry-level tires are made in China. Uh, we have different regulations around tariffs uh, than, than you do in the U.S. Uh, but it's the same thing for tires made in Indonesia or Cambodia or Vietnam. The quality is there. You just have to make sure that you're buying from a good uh, manufacturer, that you do good testing, um, and that you stand behind your product. You know, with that, without giving away Canada Tire's uh, secret recipe, and we, we talked a little bit about what distinguishes you from perhaps your competitors, what, what should other independent wholesalers do in, in order to stay competitive? Uh, what do you yeah. recommend? If you were talking to a, a, a fellow independent wholesaler that you did not uh, directly compete with, for example? Yeah, you know, I, there's no secret recipe. Um I wish that there was and that I could hide it from people, um, but um, uh, there isn't. I, I honestly think it's just, I think it starts with your people. Um, and for me, making sure that our people, our team are happy and engaged and they feel like they're supported and they're doing work that they feel is meaningful and that they have some control over it. Uh, that's the the basis. That's the DNA of any company. And then at least my job is just to make sure that we're directed in the right way. So if you treat your people well, they'll treat your customers well. If you have a competitive advantage, whether it's your service or your brands, you'll you'll do well. Um, and just, have, I mean, this business is not transactional. Um, and whether it's with relationships with your suppliers or with your customers, it's about taking the long view. And I'd say... You know, I used to work at publicly traded companies before this. Um, and the big difference is that I, I'm so lucky that I get to make decisions not for this quarter or this year, but for what I think is right for us and our customers and our suppliers for a year from now or 10 years from now. And it's that long view that lets you make, I think, better choices than uh, I have to make this quarter or I have to make this year. And I'm, I'm just really fortunate to be uh, to be in that position. That, that has to be one of the greatest aspects of being an independently owned uh, company or the owner of an independently owned company where you can take that long view. You can be patient. You can let things develop. You don't you don't have to see immediate results or immediate turnarounds. Um, you can uh, you can invest for the long term, whether it be technology or product or in your case, warehouses or or people and people. And I, and I would say people is the biggest uh, is the biggest thing. I mean. 
you know, I was having discussions with people about, you know, doing some hiring um, that, that we need to do. And my, my biggest um, fear, my biggest concern is I never, I never want to have to lay people off. Um, you know, when you grow quickly, when you grow, not, not necessarily with a long-term view, you end up having these bulges of where you're hiring people and then you have to let people go. And I lived through that at other companies. Um, and I just, I just don't want to do that. Um, and so if you have a paced growth, if you're not thinking that you need to double in size by next year, then you can make the choices that will say, okay, well, if I'm going to hire this person, all things being equal, I'm going to keep them. Um, you know, when we were fortunate, you know, during the pandemic, Canada had suffered a lot of lockdowns more than most U.S. states. Uh, and I was fortunate to be in the position that I didn't have to lay a single person off. Um, and I, I want to be able to do that. And having this this sort of paced growth and making sure that you're taking the long view allows you to do that. It might not be sexy as buying a bunch of different companies and tripling your, your revenue, but it's my view, the the right thing for us. So it all, go, it all goes back to that investment and reinvestment philosophy, but yeah. Um, and, and, and looking at what, what's, what is the, I mean, look, every company uh, independent or not needs to be profitable. But what's the point of the profit? Is the profit to reinvest and build a bigger company? Is it to grow? Is it to you know enrich yourself and the other people? It's some combination of all that, but you just have to choose which one is more important to you and have some long-term direction to help you uh, help you achieve your goals. I think we've covered a lot, Gabriel, but as we as we wind down this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, any final thoughts for our listeners on on uh, remaining independent, on operating as an independent, on achieving success as an independent wholesaler? You know, I, I, I know a lot of independents who don't have um, succession planning and selling is a way uh, to ensure that their company survives. And I've got absolutely nothing against that. Um, and it makes sense for a lot of people. But I would consider, I would suggest that people be open to alternative ways of staying private. Um, employee-owned programs, trust-owned programs. There are ways to, to to structure your company so that you can stay independent and keep your legacy and your people uh, in place. And I just think there's lots lots of options out there. Um, and if uh, a little bit of research and a little bit of discussions with your, your fellow distributors can probably help you find the direction you want to go. That's all very useful, practical advice, Gabriel. I want to thank you for joining us and uh, coming on the Modern Tire Dealer Show today. And we wish you continued success and look forward to talking with you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Have a great week. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Don't forget you can access this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular podcast platforms. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you soon. Whether you're working on a farm, a construction site, or in the OTR industry, BKT has a tire for you.